you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Do you dream of being CEO of your own empire? Running your own company? Achieving your life's goals? Yet wake up in a cold sweat? Next to last night's takeout leftovers and a pile of bus ticket stubs? You are not alone. Like many others, you are suffering from a classic case of caviar dreams, tuna fish budget. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Barbuto. And every week, we'll be talking to influencers, trailblazers, disruptors, and risk takers who'll share their own journey to caviar dreams on a tuna fish budget. Side effects may include increased motivation, boundless happiness, and a fast track to success. Hello, Caviar Dreamers. Hi, Caviar Dreamers. We have a great episode today. We do. It's about swimwear and we are freezing. Yes. Uh, by the way, it's very cold in my house because yes. I thought it was going to be warm out and it's cold today. And we shut down the heat for the season because when you live in an old house, you have to shut the heat for the season to turn on the air. And if you are watching the episode, you will see I am bundled in a sweater and shivering the whole time. But it's okay. I'm going to put myself in the sunshine state of mind because we have the fabulous founders of Laundre Bodywear. Exactly. Ainsley and Hannah, two amazing women from Vancouver. Yeah, and they started a sustainable swimwear company. And um, they have recycled over 750,000 plastic bottles to create their swimwear. Yes. They've <laughs> saved a section of coral reef by doing that. They it's, are amazing. It is unbelievable what they have done. And the swimwear is stunning. And they went into this. I mean, Ainsley has been in sustainability since she's eight years old. Yeah. Very And impressive. Hannah uh, worked at Lululemon. Yeah. These, these women are young, smart, and they are making the world a more beautiful, sustainable place. And they're so interesting. So let's get them on right away because I can't wait to learn. Hi. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. Well, everything you've created is so amazing. The sustainability factor. Right, Lex? Yeah. Very, very cool. Not only is it fabulous for women, and we love also the body positivity aspect of your business, too. Yes. Thank so, you so, so much. much. Well, let's just talk about this. That you made it from recyclables, plastic. Yeah, that's right. So um, when we started the, the company in 2017, there was nothing sustainable on the market for swimwear that we were able to find. Um, I've always been engaged in sustainability advocacy since I was a little kid, and it was really important to me to create a really high quality, long lasting product that was doing the best it could in terms of sustainability. So we started looking everywhere to find the perfect material and not all sustainable materials are created equal. So we tested hundreds of materials to come up with the perfect fit um, that made the most of 
um, what we could do with the planet. Yeah, not only that, um, at the time there was a very unilateral type of woman that was being marketed towards swim. So as you can imagine, like the Victoria's Secret look. Um, and, you know, we yes. didn't want to be part of that marketing. We wanted to be part of a, a more diverse um, marketing. So um, from the very get-go, we vowed to never Photoshop our images. And it's allowed us to create a really amazing community um, of like-minded people. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been a real it's been a journey. <laughs> Wait, I just, I just, first of all, you two, young, beautiful, smart but so I feel ahead of your time. First of all, yeah, very impressive that at a young age you knew about sustainability. I take it you got that from your parents. I grew up traveling around the world with my parents. They love to do really like rustic, wild kind of travel. Um, and it really inspired in me a fierce desire to protect nature and protect the planet. So I spoke, first spoke at city council when I was eight about the importance of wow. keeping um, the forest where we live in BC. It's such an important part of our lives. And, um, you know, Hannah grew up in the Yukon, which is beside Alaska, <laughs> very much in nature <laughs> yeah, on another definitely level. Definitely very much in nature. Built a snow cave, learned how to <laughs> sleep in it, <laughs> the whole nine yards. So yeah, nature was always very much a part of our um, our upbringing, and and you know it's been something that that has been a key part of our values in building Laundry. That is amazing. Now, how did you two meet? We met through a mutual friends, and one of our best friends was like, "You girls, you have to meet each other. You're gonna fall in love. You're really gonna vibe." <laughs> um, and she was completely right. We met, and we actually fell like fell in like friend love and became yes. roommates shortly after. Um, and we lived together when we start start the company, which is which mm -hmm. is good. You really know somebody when you're roommates. Yeah, you see all their all their flaws and all their <laughs> all their beauty. <laughs> There's no surprises after being roommates with somebody. That that that's impressive because I can imagine, especially when you start in a new business, it's so hard, but to live together and to have no separation, was that like was it more beneficial or more challenging? I feel like at the beginning, it was incredibly beneficial because we were so inspired and excited to speak to the business and um, come up with all these ideas. We're big ideas people. So, you know, um, it was great to constantly be in each other's presence to like, you know, throw things to the wall and see if they stick. Um, our first pattern that we made was on a Whole Foods bag after we went grocery shopping. <laughs> so, you know, those kinds of things. Um, sure. And then, you know, after a little while, we took some time to figure out like boundaries around work and friendship because obviously we are still best friends. And so making sure that we have, you know, a great working relationship, but also a, a great friendship that continues on. Now, that we're into five years. Mm -hmm. I think communication in all relationships is really key and um, being, you know, best friends, having a business together, honing in on the way that we communicate with each other was super important, especially in like the first year or two of business when, you know, you're putting so much out there and you're not getting a lot back. Um, you're constantly making decisions and we were making all of these decisions together, learning how to be like really empathetic communicators with each other, learning how to have good boundaries in our communication. So for us, that meant like starting a Slack channel, even when it was just the two of us. So we wouldn't 
like be talking in WhatsApp about friend stuff and then um, keeping all of our business really separate um, communication wise was really key too, to keeping mm -hmm. the relationship strong. Wow. That's, that's very really impressive. That is good advice. I think you guys are definitely going to have business book is going to be in your future yeah. for sure. Because I think, <laughs> you know, I think that's very important. I think a lot of people don't realize that. And I think that's where a lot of businesses fall down because it's very hard to be in business with friends. I mean, well, it is also sure. when you're so passionate, especially I feel like in consumer goods, especially fashion, because you get dressed every day, you go shopping together, you are constantly inspired. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, you can't feel like you want to work 24-7 and never switch off. Now, did either of you have a background in fashion that way? Because, listen, bathing suits um, and swimwear, you know, is very specific. And I, and I know, you know, you, both of you are very interesting. You want to be body in, inclusivity. So it was just, how did you even know what to do? <laughs> Great we question. Googled so many things. <laughs> we yes. didn't know a lot. Uh, we did not know a lot. Um, no. I was a photographer, so I was traveling around the world shooting um, weddings and stuff. I'd always been interested in fashion and interested in sewing. Um, mm -hmm. And Hannah worked for Lululemon. Yeah, I worked for Lululemon, so a little bit of background in like merchandising and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> but we basically dove into the deep end with no water rings on, creating our first swimsuit. <laughs> that was like a real a real task. Um, it took us nine months to make uh, one bathing suit, which is our minimalist suit, which to this day is actually still our biggest seller. Um, so grateful we took the time to make it. Um, we really didn't know anything, and sometimes I feel like now we know stuff, but we're still constantly fighting this idea of like, do I know enough um, to move on something? I think though that sometimes, you know, people think that to start something, they need to have all this like wealth of knowledge about what to do. But sometimes it can kind of be this hidden superpower, not knowing too much because you ask the questions of, well, why is it done that way? You know, why can't it be done this way? Um, and that's sort of this like secret sauce potentially of finding you know, something that no one's ever done before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, for sure. I mean, I think for our business to be really different, it was hugely beneficial that we didn't know that much um, because we weren't, we didn't think, oh, you have to use one type of model. You have to make a swimsuit out of a very specific thing. Um, so we were able to like start with a really fresh idea of what we wanted the business to look like. Mm -hmm. Now, when it came to working with like sustainable materials, Obviously, I'm sure that's more challenging to find factories. Yes. Like, I, I know people would like look at swimwear, look at what's in the market. Okay, I need to find a like or I need to find this. How did you connect to people that had the same vision as you for like your manufacturers? That's such a great question. And that was a huge battle for us. Um, we initially had a dream of starting our company in Bali. So I went down to Bali by myself for three weeks to finalize um, our manufacturing. And I met with the factory, chatted with them, started building a good relationship. They said that our initial products would be done within, you know, two weeks. The two-week point came. They never showed up. And it kept getting pushed back by one day, one day, one day, until the point that I was left at the airport at 1 a.m. with food poisoning and nothing to show for this whole trip. They, I don't know what happened. I don't know if, if they died. I have no idea. But they were gone. They were nowhere to be found. Yeah. And then I went down a few weeks later to meet again and it was, you know, sort of island time, like very difficult to get responses out of a different factory still. And, you know, at the time you we were kind of like, okay, do we pivot? Do we just leave this alone? Do we drop it? And 
um, you know, it kind of ended up being a silver lining because it led us back to manufacturing here in Vancouver, which is where we manufacture now still to this day. Um, and we've created an amazing relationship with our manufacturing manager. We get to oversee personally the factories that we work with and making sure that, you know, the conditions are up to our standards. Um, and, you know, at the time it seemed like everything's crashing down <laughs> our fabric's gone you know we don't know what happened um but it truly was that silver lining of leading us back to here so your fabric's all manufactured in vancouver as well so our fabric is made in taiwan so taiwan has some of the best recycling in the world it's super efficient um actually a lot of north american recyclables are sent to taiwan to be processed um, so our, the factory is Okio Tech 100 certified, so it's using like the least amount of water possible. All water that's used is able to be repurposed in a um, cycle, so it's all I mean, like cyclical manufacturing. Wow. That's amazing. Thanks. Yeah, we're really, we're really proud of, of the way that our factory works, especially because there's a water crisis and um, fashion is a huge polluter of waterways. Um, you know, it sinks into everything that, that eventually goes into our drinking water. So it was really important to us. And then the products are made here in East Vancouver, like a 20 minute drive from where we're sitting right now. Okay. That is so, I mean, I can't even get over how impressive that is. Now I also want to just say is just like, we're a lot of people like, of course we're about body positivity, women empowerment. Um, was it hard for you about the inclusivity? Because you know, so many people were they like, it's hard to get models like that. Um, it's not going to be good for your brand. Did anybody try and talk you out of that? <laughs> um, actually, because, yeah. <laughs> no, because unfortunately, you know, the way the world is and, it, and it's not commonplace. And obviously, you know, for a swimsuit model, it, it's not usual. I mean, especially coming like that. from Lululemon, yeah, coming which from I know is not the most uh, body positive place as they've had a lot of bad press around that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did work with um, one developer who um, was trying to push our branding towards hot girl, palm tree, swim, swim swimsuit. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you guys, you need to stop with what you're doing right now. We literally just started our brand. It was just the two of us. We didn't know anything. You just need to stop what you're doing right now. It's way too much. All it needs to be is yeah, hot girl, palm tree, swimsuit. Um, and he was, you know, a really well-respected brand, uh, brand consultant and thank God we didn't listen to him. And, you know, there've been so many times where somebody's told us, there's no way that you can do this. Um, you don't know enough. You don't, um, yeah, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of, you don't know enough. Um, or I know better than you, especially from I feel like oftentimes like older guys who maybe have been in business for a really long time who only see things from a narrow perspective um yeah absolutely and i mean even i feel like even when i used to go to family dinners or with my extended family there'd be some <laughs> uncle or whatever who's like, what are you doing always <laughs> i know i know i know exactly yeah. what you're saying and then sometimes <laughs> just like you know what you're doing and then i love that you too just forged ahead and and just kept going because I think it's so important and the proof is in the point. I mean, that you've become so successful and you've had such an amazing response. At what point did you realize it's just like, yeah, screw you. We know what we're doing. This, this is amazing. I mean, was it the positive response from the women, the way the brand was selling? Tell me, tell me what it was. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Just, like, what was it? 
Yeah, definitely. It was, I mean, you know, it was our gut. We're very big promote, proponents of trusting your intuition and your gut and, and forging forward with what you believe in. Um, but we also, you know, were backed up by all the women that would, you know, take time out of their day to email us and say they'd never felt so confident in a swimsuit before. We had somebody email us saying um, they put the swimsuit on and started crying when they looked at themselves in the mirror. Um, they'd never felt so beautiful. So um, definitely, you know, the, our community backing was was a big part of, of forging forward. And, um, you know, I think like at the time, 2017, people were really craving that, you know, it was still in that era of everything was being photoshopped to perfection. And we're all like still working towards this unattainable, perfect image that's not even real because it's photoshopped. Um, and so for us to put out images of women that, um, you know, our customer felt reflected in really allowed us to, to grow and create that really strong community that we still have today. I, think I would also say to, no, go ahead. Yeah, just I was just going to say too, in terms of pushing our, ourselves forward, we're so lucky to have each other. Um, I mean, there've been times where one of us is really struggling or can't make up their mind about something and the other person wants to take a bigger risk. And, um, we've been really lucky to be able to sort of put one another on our backs, carry each other for a little bit. If we really need like that extra boost, um, and extra support in like taking a risk, trying something new. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love that you have that with them because that will radiate through your whole company. And I think right now it's so important. I, Last week, um, there was a post from Camila Cabello about, uh, did you see that where she'd said, yeah, I did. It feels awful every time she goes to I the know. beach, people <sighs> jump out of the yeah, bushes to take photos. Terrible. Of so she bought herself the best swimsuit. She put on jewelry, makeup, did the whole thing. And she still felt self-conscious. And I just think what you guys do is so amazing to help like women have a better opinion of themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now, absolutely. When, um, was there a point in your career before this where you were like, wow, I, this is such a big mission for us as well as uh, sustainability? Oh, that's such a great question. No one's asking I know you've worked with Lululemon and, and fashion photography. So those two places to me are very critical in general of, of um, the female form. Yeah. I mean, I think that at the time when we started, we just weren't seeing what we wanted to see in swimwear. and. Um, we saw sort of this opening to stick our foot in the door and say, okay, we want to make sure that um, we're sticking to our values of sustainability and being inclusive. Um, and, you know, we've, we've never wavered from those things. And, and the sustainability piece, I mean, that extends, you know, in all aspects that goes down to our packaging that we use that's compostable, um, that extends to all of our workers, making sure that they have work-life balance. Um, that extends to our tags, that extends to our fabric, that extends to ourselves, making sure that we're feeling so good in the business. Um, and then, you know, the diversity piece has just been a non-negotiable from the start. Mm -hmm. We we were a bit drunk when we decided to do this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we, you know, had a few drinks on the beach and ultimately we were just trying to solve our own problems yeah and we're still trying to solve our own problems in the company i mean we really the things that we make are a reflection of what we personally really want to see along with you know we're really lucky to have this direct line to our community mm -hmm. um and are able to ask them to what what problems they need us to solve for them yeah and when we think of you know creating a new product something Ains and i when we live together would always say like well what you know when you're trying on an outfit like what am i going to wear out tonight 
what are you going to have most fun in? Mm-hmm. Like Room what activities? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what do you want your night to look like? Cause you're going to have the most fun in this outfit where you're not feeling like, you know, you have T-Rex arms and you can't move around. <laughs> yes. That's, um, that's true. <laughs> I hate that we um, lift your arm yes. up and it's all tight and everything else. But yeah. Where the name Laundre comes from. Was it hard to come up with the name for your company? It was, it was tough. I mean, I think that that's something that, um, you know, we've talked about that founders really get stuck on is the name. And at the end of the day, you know, it could kind of be anything. It's just the product that you're offering and the, and the marketing and your values, right? That's what people are really buying at the end of the day. Um, our name, we came up with it when we were in London. Again, we'd had a couple cocktails. There's a theme here. <laughs> um, and uh, London in French is Londres. I have a French background. And it also sounds like a couple different words. So it was a good, like, phonetic that people can kind of remember. Lingerie, laundry. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, agree. <laughs> I know. So, so that was good. I mean, listen, you guys dove right into this. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of uh, female entrepreneurs, you know, whatever they ask me, and I'm sure you get this, is just like, they, they get afraid. They're like, you know, they're afraid to make a mistake. They're, they come up with an idea. They think there's, I always say there's no overnight success. Um, what do you think that you could say to people who are afraid to start a company or a brand or what, what's the most important piece of advice? I feel like in terms of starting Um, something that, you know, we really stuck to at the beginning was progress, not perfection. Um, you know, it can really, um, be sort of your barrier if you're always trying to make sure it's like perfect, perfect, perfect. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you'll never get started. (laughs) Nobody knows the difference between like nobody except for you knows the difference between 90% and a hundred percent. That final 10% is super subjective and it's often your own ego trying to stop you from doing something. Um, definitely like being willing to make mistakes. The other thing that I would say is action matters so much more than thought. You can sit around and think and, um, write things in your notebook all day, but until you take an action on something, you'll immediately know then if it was the right choice or if it wasn't the right choice. So just take an action first before you spend too long pouncing around. No, I agree. A lot of, I, I do agree that a lot of people overthink stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and don't pull the trigger. And I think you just, you have to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. You've got to pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. You it's, have to pull the trigger. Even if that means really putting yourself out there and really trying something new. Like, for example, our hang tags, they say body type so fucking beautiful on them. And Hannah and I sat together for 20 minutes being like, are are we allowed to write fucking on a hang tag? <laughs> you know, the answer to that is we're allowed because we're the boss and the bosses are saying yes, so go ahead. Um, but taking those actions can feel really risky in the moment, um, but often are so worth it. And to this day, we still have the same hang tags and it's something that, you know, people hang up like they put it on their mirror. Yeah, they post um, about it a, all the time. As a reminder every day, which to us is, is you know, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was on your Instagram and I saw uh, Beyonce. Uh, yeah, you know, um, wanted your your swimwear and what? Which uh, are we allowed to ask? Which um, what she wanted? Which piece she wanted? What? Okay, I'm really excited because it's gonna look so good on Beyonce, and I love Beyonce so much. That was like yes. honestly a career defining moment for me. Yes, I, that, I, I that that that's a career defining <laughs> moment for yes. sure. For anyone. Yeah, for anybody. <laughs> um, she wants the minimalist in Fiesta Red. Fiesta Red is like very much a Baywatch looking color. It's going to look 
so beautiful on her and just be like so celebratory of you know her incredible vivacious personality her stunning everything oh my god <laughs> i know very, her, like, her, i know and i just think the ruching on her tushy is Ooh, going to look amazing because uh, i do think that ruching is very you know is very uh flattering on everybody mm -hmm. type Mm, yeah, that little ruching on the butt just draws attention to like the nice, like highest point of your butt. I mean, we spent nine months just thinking about that butt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's something I think about all the time. <laughs> uh, no, I know. So that must have been, I know, that is a career defining moment. Um, I mean, to see it on someone like a I mean, really is just so pivotal. Yeah, that so, is amazing. Do you work with a PR firm or was that like a literally a direct request to you guys? We work with Michelle Marie PR, who I yes. know is that you've interviewed. Which, yes, exactly, which we did interview, and they are amazing, and I love that they're also run by two fabulous women, which we exactly. are very excited about. Um, do you feel like working with the PR firm was uh, critical in boosting your company? I would say it definitely helped. Mm -hmm. We started, when we first started the company, it was all word of mouth. It was just, like, totally because... The product was really unique and super different. Um, and for the first year, that's all that drove our business, yes. mm -hmm. um, which was kind of a good way to start. I think for us, especially with where we were at in our professional journey, moving on to working with like a PR agency. I mean, I just, I cannot say enough good things about Michelle Marie. I loved your interview with them. I listened to oh, them before you. jumping on here. Yes. It was so fun to listen to. Any of your listeners, I would definitely definitely recommend going back to the episodes and popping them on next. They're really inspiring women. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely think it helps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what? It, it brings awareness and I do feel like it is about the, the hype around a brand yes. as, as well. It gets you into the hands of other people. Um, mm -hmm. I've always been a big pro proponent of Huge. PR since when I started my first company. Now, you know, now we sell to the masses and I'm on to something else because um, I'm in licensing and all of that but I, I do feel like it, it brings such awareness yeah. and I and I think people don't realize that, that you do need hype and awareness around it gives your you company. access to things that you just simply wouldn't yes. have access to another way absolutely, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. and up, up here in Canada you know we're we're way up here we're, way <laughs> yeah. up north and having we're north of the wall up here on the ground <laughs> in LA and in New York who you know are such strong advocates for the brand and who also feel that what we do is really important is so it's been super helpful for mm -hmm. sure. I would definitely recommend that if companies. Yes. When you first start your company, did you keep your other jobs temporarily or did you just give up everything and just go full swing it? At the beginning, you know, this was sort of our side hustle. Um, I had all the swimsuits in my apartment and then started to have nightmares that Ainsley would come over and not be able to find me through all the boxes of swimsuits, <laughs> <laughs> um, which soon after we switched over to a warehouse, which was good. Yeah, we <laughs> the nightmares to tag, tag and bag everything ourselves. We would be like going to Canada Post. And I remember the um, shipping labels, we would print them off in one long, like, you know, kind of like a long Walmart receipt or something. And, yes, and it kept it. getting longer and longer and longer. And we'd be like, ooh, we've really made it. Like, we're printing <laughs> off 20 shipping labels right now. Let's go. <laughs> um, but no, to answer your question, we, yeah, sorry, we did keep our, our other jobs um, probably for like the first couple of years. Couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we put everything into the business. At the beginning, you know, we, we're not paying ourselves very much. We survived off of ramen. If you need a ramen recipe, variation of that, let us know. <laughs> we have a lot under our belt. Mac and cheese. You're crushing <laughs> that mac and cheese from the bog. Um, 
and even even to this day, we've gotten a lot better about being consistent about the way that we pay ourselves. But that being said, if the company like you know is going through an inventory crunch and we feel like we have an opportunity, it's really exciting. Um, we're kind of the first people who to be like, okay, the company is going to come first right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though, I mean, we're so grateful to have gone through all of those stages of the business. Um, Ainsley and I just did a trip to New York a couple of weeks ago and um, we were reminiscing on the first time we went to New York and we stayed at an Airbnb with an entire family and we had rented one room. <laughs> And we were, there was no elevator and they were on like the fourth floor. We're like hauling our boxes of inventory up the stairs and it's like pouring rain outside. We did a pop up in Brooklyn and we sold one thing. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. That is hysterical that you stayed with another family. Yeah. The whole family. And you know, kids they, were, the they were big supporters. They were <laughs> they like, were I kids. really hope everything goes well. <laughs> oh my God. So that is, I mean, Jesus, if I would have known you then, I would be like, come stay come with stay me. Come stay, <laughs> over here. come stay over here. That that is, but that just shows how devoted and amazing it is. And I think a lot of people don't realize the hard work that it takes to start a company from scratch and, you know, the bootstrapping that it takes. Mm-hmm. to really make something happen and the passion that it takes yeah. because everybody, you know, just thinks it's so easy. It's a snap of a finger and they see when you're successful and they think it happened overnight and they don't realize what's going on behind the scenes. The truth is you do look, you show up and you guys look amazing and gorgeous and everything else, even probably, you know, when you were just, you know, staying on the fourth floor of someone else's house. <laughs> no, it's, it is true. And I think people just don't realize that. Yeah what, what it mm-hmm. takes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Absolutely. so amazing that what you two have created. Uh, do you do trade shows now? We haven't, but it's something that we're looking into for this year. So if you know of any, yes. Well, do you, you want to get into um, retailers or do you just like selling direct? Our focus has definitely been, you know, direct to consumer online, but uh, we are starting to branch out from that and and focusing a bit more on wholesale. I think, you know, the year of 2020 and the pandemic was not um, the time. What's next for you? I'm sure you guys are brainstorming and thinking of something next. So what's the next thing that Hannah and Ainsley are doing? We just launched a swimsuit that's made from beans. Beans? Wow. Yeah. And you guys came up with that? Yeah, so we actually, we worked on it for a year to get this project off the ground. Basically, the swimsuit is made from castor beans. Um, They expel the oil that's made from castor beans. And it's very exciting because this technology could be used to replace biofuels in the future. Wow. Um, So that kind of technology is in the infancy, um, but it's really exciting. And um, for us, we envision a plastic-free future for everybody. Um, and so finding new ways to sort of signify our commitment to a plastic free future, you know, using recycled materials is definitely, there's so much plastic out there. It makes a lot of sense, but finding new ways to, um, create more sustainable, innovative textiles is big right now for us. It's Mm -hmm. huge on our radar. Yeah, absolutely. Expanding further into plant-based textiles. Very exciting. Very exciting. We also just launched resort. That's very, you all should get our resort too. It's Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, like, oh my god, I am so resort. I always feel like I want to feel like I'm on vacation, so I'm definitely going to get some of the resort pieces. Mm-hmm. So everything you do, um, you could it goes in the washing machine. In the bathing yeah. suit, clearly, but what about the resort where dry clean? Dry. You say, you know, hand wash, hang dry if you want to. Oh, hand wash, longer, but like you can do the delicate <laughs> cycle. Do, yeah, delicate absolutely. Cycle. 
Eco-cycle. Eco-cycle. Eco-cycle is where it's at. Yeah. Eco-cycle is okay. So, and, <laughs> yeah. and the stretch factor in the bean fabric, there's just a good little stretch factor. Good little stretch factor. And all of our suits are made using compression materials. So it kind of feels good. like, you know, like a hug. You feel a hug and it's thick. It's not like a flimsy, like dinky swimsuit. Mm-hmm. All right. That's good. Yeah. The compression factor is super, super Listen, important. Listen, you know, there's a lot of parts that got to stay in a lot of places, especially when you're running around after kits, you know? So. Totally. <laughs> and we've had that tested by customers, like running after their kids and be showing it on video and, you know, doing the little like titty shake and, yes! <laughs> video and all that. We've seen it all and they stay in. <laughs> I love it. So I just, so everything's made in British Columbia. So um, in Vancouver, so your sewing room is there, um, your office, so everything. So your warehouse, your sewing room is all right there. Yeah. So we work remotely. Um, I work mostly from here, from Weimar. Canada comes in fairly often. Um, and it's been so nice to see our team in person too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We actually only just started building out our team um, last year and this year. So it was only Ainsley and myself until um, October. When was that? Of 2019? Yeah. 2019. Um, and then we work with all subcontractors. So our first hire was our customer service specialist, Carly, who's still with us today. She's amazing. Um, and we've only just strategically started to grow our team. Um, we like to keep it really tight knit with people that are very, you know, also entrepreneurial minded and their own areas of focus, um, so that they can really feel like they have ownership over what they're doing. Um, and you know, everybody on our team has a seat at the table. So if we're coming, making a decision on a new color or coming out with a new style, we love to put it out to the team and see their thoughts as well. Cause five brains are better than one. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Love, love great. Do you see yourself going into fitness, fitness, uh, leggings and things like mm-hmm. that? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I feel, you might, like, you might be a mind reader. <laughs> I feel like it's a natural progression, and it's such a good name. I mean, I think it just yeah. translates so well. Hannah actually used to be a fitness instructor, so she can, you know, test it hard. I can. Yeah, yeah. I've tested a lot of our suits running and out in the ocean and doing weird random sports. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, stay tuned for the fall. Yeah. Because we might have some some exciting things coming out in, in that oh, category. Oh, very, wow. very An exciting. exclusive. An exclusive. So, <laughs> so everybody who comes on the podcast, we ask them these questions. What do you think your big girl panty moment was? Like your sink or swim moment? I would say um, we were on a show called Dragon's Den, which is similar to Shark Tank. We were on that show um, a couple of years ago. And I think that was definitely a defining moment of you know, standing there and speaking to our business in front of the dragons and being sort of like pelted with questions and having to know, you know, obviously we know every aspect of our business, but being under these like hot lights and standing there for an hour and, um, you know, staying composed was definitely a defining moment. I used to watch, I only had one channel growing up in the Yukon. Not that we don't have other channels. It was just a choice that my parents made. We had TBC, that was our channel. And I used to watch Dragon's Den all the time. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, that's so cool. You know, these people going on here and showing their ideas come to life. And it was kind of this sort of like, a hard like full circle moment going on that show. And then seeing ourselves, you know, presenting and 
um, having success with it as well, which was very cool and very much like a high defining moment. I oh, say. so the dragons invested? Did, were they like, oh my God, you two are great? Yeah, we got a deal with Michelle Romano. That's amazing. And yeah, she's been amazing. We actually talked to her quite a bit. She's wonderful. Um, we've loved having her be a part of Laundry. I would say for me at the start of the pandemic, um, you know, thinking about how this was going to impact our business and creating crisis planning was something that I never thought that we would have to do as business leaders. So coming up with like, okay, how long is this going to go on for? How long can we sustain ourselves? Um, how long can the business continue to run? And, you know, our business like is very much tied to travel. We you know, are giving a lot of our swimsuits are for people who are going on vacation. And we really didn't know if our business was going to be able to survive. But because we were able to use that as an opportunity to become stronger at business, to connect deeper with our community, we were able to grow, you know, continually, we've always grown 3x every single year, and we were still able to continue this hyper growth during the pandemic. Um, that was like a big, big girl panty moment for me. That's definitely very impressive. That's amazing. That is sustained growth during the pandemic. Yes, we're really lucky for sure. I mean, being online was, was, you know, such, Mm -hmm. we're so grateful that our business was built to be online. It was built to be remote. Uh, We always mm -hmm. credit Marge's success to 50% delusion to 50% determination and delusion being like, you know, unbridled optimism. Yes. Yes. So if I don't believe my own hype, who will? so who like what would you accredit your success to what percentages I love that you say unbridled optimism because that's something that we talk about often is this like unwavering optimism like it's gonna work out it'll be fine oh I think that everything is gonna work out yeah even when we did that crisis planning we were like okay everything's gonna work out we still kept our relationship good we still kept the vibe good Mm-hmm. more or less there's a few, <laughs> quite a few tears but generally it kept pretty good like 80 70 percent unbridled optimism and 30 percent determination mm, yeah I, I i i'm with you that. let me tell you something people do not understand how unbridled optimism is such the driving force in success and i don't care what anybody says i mean it's even not just in business but in health I mean, yeah. cancer patients that have unbridled optimism, fare better, get better soon. I mean, these Debbie Downers, these negative Nancys suck and they suck the life out of something. And yeah, and nothing, nothing good can happen if you don't allow the possibility and opportunity for it to happen. I think okay. that's... Uh, yes, and I'm not saying don't be realistic, but... You know, the way mm-hmm. to get through something is the unbridled optimism and it can and it can make miracles happen. I've I've seen it happen with us when everything is stacked against you and you just push through with that positivity and make it you can make it work. Yeah. I mean it you happens to us all the time. Yes, exactly. And you two definitely a testament to that. Um and I love that I love that so much. Thanks for saying that because I don't think that people talk about that as enough. often in business. Yeah. Um, but I, I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think that unbridled optimism, keeping Huge. things positive and feeling like things are going to work out makes you make the best decision. It's the easiest way to tune into your gut because you're not coming from a place of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I, I do that all the time. I mean, listen, some, that's why people say you're delusional, you're crazy, you're this. But I mean, I was told a thousand <laughs> times, close your business, don't do this, don't do that. You know, and just when I was like, 
listen, I'll just give you an example. I had moved into this house. My bank account was frozen from my business because someone was suing me and this and that. And I was like, listen, I'll figure it out. I'll work it all this. And then I was supposed to do a different TV show. Then I got on Housewives. I was 49 years old. In like a snap of a finger, my life turned around again. You know what I mean? Because I was like, this is going to work out. We'll fix it. We'll this, we'll that. And, you know, you just make it happen. So it's mm -hmm. just, it, it, you can do it. And I love that you guys are just so much like that. It's, yeah. it's, so, it's so nice and refreshing to see. Because anybody who's like so negative, I, I can't stand them. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> you know, I'm just so not about that. You know, women um, and entrepreneurs and, you know, men too. But men are always, you know. Not, I feel like don't need the advice as much as women because everyone, you know. So what a budding entrepreneur, what is the best piece of advice that you can give someone who's looking to start their own business? Like real, real we say real advice, not like business plan and all that stuff. Just like real mm -hmm. advice from your gut. Take good care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like really we meditate every day. We go for walks to think about things. Um, we try and, you know, be a hydrated person. That goes a really long <laughs> way when you're starting. Really long way. It's like almost too simple, but you know, your business self and you as a human being are totally integrated. Those two things are not separate. Um, so making sure that you take care of the human being is also making sure that you stay strong as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I would say as well, you know, at the right out of the gate, there's so much energy output. And I guess it kind of comes back to what you said too, Ian. It's like, there's so much energy output um and it can feel like there's this weight you know or this like draw other force that's pushing against you but just keep going just keep sending those emails because like nine times out of ten it might be no's but that one time one time out of ten um you know it, it'll be a yes and that could be that could be huge so um just really stick with it it's like what gaga says there's a hundred people in a room but you only need one person you two are very um so positive, so fabulous. I love that you grew up with one TV channel, new sustainability. Tell me a little bit about your parents. <laughs> Just, no, I'm very, I'm very interested. Well, they'll never listen to this podcast, so we can so be, be very really honest. Candid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I want to know, because I always say I was raised by wolves. I mean, Mark Sr., I mean, I, I don't know if you watch my show, but she's totally certifiable. But, was, you know, but she always, listen, she never killed a dream. She always told me I could do whatever I wanted to do. I mean, she did the most important things. And she was a hustler and showed me love and everything else. Um, I would say my parents are actually both very negative people. And I joke and say two negatives make a positive. Um, <laughs> here we are. Um, you know, they were constantly trying to push me to do something else. They're not entrepreneurial. They're not business people. They both chose a vocation and, and went into that, into the medical field. So very different from, from what I did. Um, but, you know, they finally have um, realized that <laughs> the business is a real business and um, it's doing well. And um, yeah, I think that moment was when we were on Dragon's Den. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. My parents are, you know, my dad is, he looks like um, he should be on a can of tuna. Like he has captain energy like he has a big beard and he goes swimming it. in the ocean basically every single day he thinks of things like nobody else in the whole world he's so creative and but kind of in like an outsidery type way like he's, he's a bit of a sailor he's I like the like, fish too he's, he's like <laughs> a can guy like he's really he's, <laughs> he's, he's my dad is on another level like he 
he goes to the club. My dad, well, he's 71. By himself. He goes to the club by himself. And he comes home with, like, three. <laughs> he <laughs> loves, he techno, he loves techno music. Does he come home <laughs> with someone? That's the key. No, he comes, he comes yeah. home alone. He loves techno music, and he loves to dance and vibe. <laughs> he's, like, he's wild. My dad has a big personality, but he's an IP lawyer, so he loves, like, inventions, and he was always, like, means, like, you'd be a great doctor get into entrepreneurship um you know you can be your own boss which is such a gift and um my mom is a nurse and she has loved her career so much she just loves serving people um and that kind of got me inspired to like do something that i felt like served a bigger purpose and they're both pretty positive so the two of those positives made a positive (laughs) (laughs) this is oh my god this is well i'm going to also say the other thing's totally superficial they're obviously both beautiful, very good looking. They also make gorgeous children. We'll tell them you said so. (laughs) Exceptionally beautiful. Um, Well, thank you so much for coming on. I am so excited about Laundre. I just want to get everything and I'm so excited about everything you guys are doing. And you know what? Not only is your product beautiful, but you guys are beautiful inside and out and you're bringing so much positivity to the world on so many levels, just not sustainability, but making women feel great. Well, thank, thank you so much for so having us. Thank you so for much for coming on. This was so great. Thanks. And we'll thought, I wanted to interview you. I know. You're so sweet. <laughs> you're so amazing. I was like wanting to ask you so many questions. Oh, you could ask us anything. <laughs> yeah, your journey has been so incredible. Oh, thank Tell you. us where your inspiration came from your book. Oh, my God. Well, listen, everybody, I, because I'm on a TV show and everybody knows like this much of my life, but yeah. you know, of course, it's like, it was time to say, you know, everything else that I've been through. I'm raised by a single mother in the seventies, um, two marriages, being a stepmother, starting my business from scratch. There was so much more to about my time in the garment center. You know, no one spoke about sexual harassment then, but crazy, crazy Mm -hmm. shit had gone on. So I wanted to talk about that. Um, and it wasn't about to get anybody else in trouble, but just that it was, you know, very common and people put up and shut up. So I spoke about that. Um, you know, being a stepmother, because no one even knew that I even had a biological son um, and, and all of those. And just like pushing through and like where you start from is not necessarily where you're going and it doesn't have to define your future. Your past doesn't have to define your future. And, and about reinventing yourself and about women reinventing themselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and it is about the hustle and all of those things. Because I think a lot of times women are so hard on themselves or, and people always have guilt about leaving a marriage and and there was just so many things that people don't know that I don't get to say on the show, being my public persona, mm-hmm. and everybody doesn't know about it. So I was like, all right, it's time. And it, it is true, caviar dreams, tuna fish budget, because I didn't grow up with any money. You know, being a single mom in the 70s was not common. None of my friends were divorced. Mm-hmm. Little kids, sometimes my friends weren't allowed to sleep over because their father was like, you can't sleep at a single woman's house. You know, it was a little, wow. you know, it was a little fucked up. And a little weird, and yeah. it was, but I didn't even know like what was going on. But my mother never let on, like you know that you know she was working or struggling. I just saw her work or whatever it was. She always made sure I had beautiful clothes, and you know my mother was very superficial, all I about mean, the packaging. Well, she was like a hundred percent. My mother, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, right? Yeah. To this day. To this day. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked with you know a total nutcase, but it worked. It worked out. And I think that's what was important to write the book because I did start a, bit, I started a business at my kitchen table. It did grow into like a very big company. We were doing at one point 50 million at retail, meaning in licensing. Wow. I wasn't making that. 
my brand was. Yeah. 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 I yeah. yeah. We get it. <laughs> yeah, you get it. My brand was, and I got a smaller percentage because I was in licensing, but then I had a very bad lawsuit. I didn't have the proper contracts. I had a lot of stuff happen. So I had to, you know, pause, reinvent myself. And, you know, the book was all about that. Just, you know, just showing that, you know, it doesn't end there and you could redo it. And I was older. I didn't get on the show until I was 49. I'm now 55. And, you know, just how it started over, you know, over again. So tell everyone how they can find you. Yeah, you can find us at Laundry Bodywear um, on Instagram. Check out our TikTok. We're just foraying onto there. Um, Ainsley has been our face of TikTok recently. She's absolutely killing with the videos. You really want to check them out, I promise. Well, this was so fun. Thanks, Thanks so Thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. The Laundry ladies. So smart. So smart. Um, also, so impressed that they're young. Yes, very young. And this sustainability thing to me, is so interesting because going into an industry and and taking effect to like that that's so like it's very left field like how how do you even know how to, i know because to what other that? bathing suit company really is about sustainability nothing no and they have come into an industry that's extremely competitive mm -hmm. and really changed the game and committed to a mission that they can feel so good about Last empowering women, like exactly, and their swimsuits are so stunning. Yeah, they really are. The the little butt ruching is so flattering and so fabulous. Everyone Everything's, really needs every, to check them. Yes, out. they do. And I mean, come on, Beyonce wants it. I mean, you know, you made it. Yeah, it's so good. It. I think that interview was absolutely amazing. I think it's inspiring to a lot of you listeners. I hope yeah. you enjoyed that. I really enjoyed talking to them. I learned so much from those amazing young talented, insightful women. Yes. Um, so follow them at Laundry Bodywear, uh, Ainsley and Hannah, and yep. uh, Caviar Dreamers. You can follow me at The Real Margaret Josephs. And every two weeks, there'll be new episodes at Caviar Dreams Tuna Fish Budget everywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Amazon. You can get them everywhere now. You can also see the episode on YouTube, and you can follow us on Instagram at Caviar Dreams Tuna Fish Budget and meet at the life of Mrs. B. Okay. See you Keep soon, guys. Dreaming. Keep dreaming, Caviar Dreamers, and get your lawn dry. Mm -hmm.